0: Well thank you Nigel. Thank you everyone, for coming. Thank you for being here. And uh, I just wanted to say I'm really excited to bring a message about peace. Um of of all of them it probably seems most topical. <laughs> Apart from love, um our world is far from peaceful. <laughs> um chaos and disorder is uh, sort of name of the game really and uh, um, we'll talk a bit on definition later of what is peace, but uh, um, but yeah, it is a very topical message. There are wars everywhere, rumours of wars, anxiety and conflict. In my GP experience, um, anxiety, lack of comfortableness, <laughs> lack of order and chaos are commonly part of the problem. Um, that people are coming with, and uh, and I see that all the time. It's also um, part of my own experience of transformation. If you saw me thirty years ago, <laughs> I was very different. So not just in the fact that I'm still walking when the doctors uh, said I'd um, be in a wheelchair in five years, ten years ago? No, no, fifteen years ago. Whatever, um, twenty years ago. There we go. Apart from that. Um, Actually, any, any peace and calm that you see uh, in the way I, I carry myself or interact or whatever, that is testimony to the miraculous work of God um, in one believer's life. And we, get, we have the privilege of seeing that same miracle. I think all of us have, uh, will be able to say, uh, if, not, if, you, if you don't see it in yourself, but actually it is going on in yourself, but to, the privilege of seeing that going on in somebody else's life. And and there is more that can happen. So as Nigel said at the beginning, more than, more than we can imagine, more than we can ask. Peace is part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And it's actually part of an important part of God's work in bringing order to this chaotic world. Um, So I'm going to do a little bit about how peace fits in with the other aspects of the the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Um, Then do a exciting bit for me, which I'm hoping I would confirm, which is sort of taking the the, – opening the engine on the miraculous – um, mechanics of Holy Spirit transformation, what's actually going on as we're being turned from one thing to another, as much as any al- analogy works as any other. Then, going to a tiny bit on definition on what is peace in as God sees it, because we can come with all sorts of different definitions and assumptions. And then, and then I'm going to talk, talk to three distinct areas for the peacemaking work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And just a reminder as we're going through, um, God will be speaking, I hope, and nudging things as we go through. And there will be an opportunity, uh, well, it depends if I manage to keep myself to time or not, but I'm hoping there'll be an opportunity for us to actually stand with you in prayer, to declare and to see come into fruition some of the specific nudges that you've got. So keep your ears open. That's all right. So, peace amongst the other aspects of the Holy Spirit fruit. Um, We've already heard that it is one fruit, (laughs) Um, very clearly singular. Uh, It's not the fruits of the Holy Spirit, it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit who has multiple aspects that we can see. And of these nine aspects uh, piece is the third that uh, Paul lists, um, they sort of grow together <laughs> um, so you um, uh, now described it as a cornucopia <laughs> of delightful things, and they don't necessarily grow sequentially um, uh, one might actually become more apparent sooner than another, um, but actually. It's like pick and mix, but we don't necessarily pick the mix. (laughs) And nor do other people around us. It is in God's wisdom, in his Holy Spirit's direction, him as life coach, that he picks the areas of challenge, the areas of growth as we're working forwards. Um, And uh, it's wonderful to behold, actually, um, as God brings us forwards. So love and self-control are bookends, and I I just challenge the challenge of saying that. Maybe think about it a little bit, and I'll talk to how I see that that actually working a little bit in a moment. But uh, um, love is all of them. God is love, and if you try and take one thing that is that God is actually love is is above all. Paul says, love remains when everything is gone. Love remains. And gentleness, patience, kindness, goodness. Um, uh, Love is all of them as they go through. But self-control sort of holds everything together. Because if you take the hippie movement of love, <laughs> and love is this, love is, this, you end up in a little bit of a gooey mess of, nice, of niceties or niceness, and, and, and no uh, sort of nothing s- solid is there. Um, and love is practical. Um, so in uh, Corinthians, there was a list of "Love is this, love is that the other, which I'm not going to go into because I'm talking to uh, peace, not love, but uh, self-control actually keeps the practicality in love and actually in the growth of the fruit in our lives there is a discipline um and it's a, like many things there is a a curious mixture of how our faith and god's action <laughs> work together in that bit um Mysterious mix. So, God prompts, we respond, and an impossible transformation occurs. So, when you're growing, as God is doing this miraculous work of growth in his Holy Spirit in your lives, don't be deceived. It is not normal. It is not actually possible. It is impossible and it's not something that we can engineer or fabricate by our own efforts. Actually, we will be going in the wrong direction if we're trying. Um, We hear the nudge that something might need to change, and we throw ourselves on our knees to go, God, I need your power to see this change happen. And then you take a step, which might look very similar to the step of effort, because it possibly is in the same direction, but it's a step of faith that as you try and do the impossible, recognizing it's impossible, God's power comes in and actually makes it possible. Um, And that's, um, that's this curious mixture of things like that. Requires our engagement and his power. So if you look back at the trail of your life since... God got his hands on you, there will be scatters of events, mini miracles, as one might say, um, that you can use to describe the transformation in different areas, in different aspects of those nine, nine fruit as they're coming through. Sometimes they're small, sometimes they're large, uh, as somebody judges. As, uh, they're all large, actually. They're all impossible. But they're all evidence of God's transforming work and just as a tip, it's worth having a think back and just going, Lord, I glorify you in the things that you have done in me and actually helping one another to do that and to actually um, document our testimony of the work of God in our lives, in the lives of those around us is, um, is part of our witness and worth doing as an, as an exercise. So what is going on in this Holy Spirit? So I talk about the Holy Spirit nudges us. We act. God brings the power in. How is that possible? What is occurring? And there is a really holy mystery that blows my mind whenever I try and think about it. Without salvation, so God's holy, holy spirit... (laughs) as awesome and powerful as it is, is intimately (laughs) in-dwelling us, who are far from holy (laughs) a lot of the time, increasingly changing into his image. But there's a crazy incompatibility there, and it is only possible for that to begin to occur once forgiveness is in place. <laughs> like oil and water, I was gonna say, but actually as I thought about it, it took my mind back to a chemistry experiment we did in our A-level chemistry, I don't know if did it did in the level or whatever, where you drop lithium on water. <laughs> And lithium, there's a very, very intense reaction between lithium and water when you drop, dr, 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 drop them together and the, the thing of lithium, it whizzes around. And, and there's clearly a ferocious reaction that is going on between those two. Um, and our sin, or our flesh, and the Holy Spirit of God, there is a ferocious reaction And Jesus and his forgiveness makes it possible for those two to sit closely together in our lives. In fact, it's not like lithium. I um, went down the periodic table for for the chemist amongst us. It's more like rubidium, cesium or francium, where you drop it and well, it's just an explosion. (laughs) It's just instant bang. And the incompatibility is that powerful and strong, um, but for Jesus. However, the Holy Spirit indwelling us, there is a reaction going on. <laughs> there is a, It's much slower, um, just as powerful, just as total. But actually, um, the forgiveness of Jesus allows us to be transformed one step at a time <laughs> with forgiveness when we don't when something doesn't happen, as you might think it should do. So just a little bit on the miraculous weirdness of what on earth is going on. Um, But God has made it possible for his Holy Spirit to indwell us and change us into his likeness more and more. Done that bit already. Yeah, so the bitterness of when, so each of coming back to those little changes, we hear the nudge of the Holy Spirit in a situation where maybe we, it's gentleness, maybe it's um, patience, maybe it's um, one of the others, um, or, or maybe it's peace. Actually, we've let a little bit of disorder <laughs> and chaos come into our thinking. We are worrying. Uh, We are trying to control stuff that's not right in the world ourselves. And um, we hear the nudge. And in hearing, faith comes. So as you hear the issue, also hear the Holy Spirit that faith is the place to go. So, to ask for strength and see what goes on. So, I want to say that, um, so it's sort of submission to, um, to God um, as we're asking him for help to change. But submission is not necessarily passive so, the thing that God might be wanting to transform could be us going and actively doing something to build a bridge where there wasn 't peace with somebody um, or to face an uncomfortable truth in our in our own our own life so yeah sometimes sometimes doing or saying something that we would otherwise avoid, not necessarily passive. Let me move myself on. So, a little bit of the mechanics of what was going on. Um, so, how is biblical peace different from what we might assume? So, the world, if you go, what is peace? <laughs> lack of war, lack of conflict, um, sometimes a cure for anxiety, um, so I give a medication and it brings peace because somebody's no longer anxious about things that they've got. Someone might say that is peace. Um, sometimes it's limited to a specific geography or arena. Or Buddha, if you go the sort of um, yay man, peace man, it's sort of a disengagement from the messiness of the world. It's a, I'm calm, but I'm not listening are not associated with anything else and these carry partial truth but it is not disengagement (laughs) so it is not peace to cover up something that is uncomfortable in our lives or in the lives around us actually peace requires engagement with the messiness of the world, the disorder of the world. Um, And it has truth within it, uh, wherever it comes. It's not limited to a specific geography. God's peace, Shalom, is holistic and everywhere. Um, And his kingdom is everywhere. We're looking to grow his kingdom everywhere. It's not just a lack of war or conflict, it's more than that. Um, David actually, uh, David um, from the Old Testament asked, how is the shalom of the war, the peace of the war, which is a bit weird if it's a lack of conflict. In fact, it isn't a lack of conflict. Um, so there's a bit of a mystery in what peace is. St. Augustine said, uh, came up with a phrase, the tranquility of order, which is a little bit, it, it may be a little bit high up, up in the thing, but it's the sense that when order is there, when things are as they should be, that is when peace is is present. And as such, it's about the um, God's rule being spread being occurring. So that's in our lives and in the lives of those around us that as as God's kingdom comes, his peace widens. The establishment of God's order and rule on this earth. Blessed are the peacemakers (laughs) just coming back to the detail um, being vital. (laughs) So actually, as we are going around, there will be situations in our own lives and in lives of others around us where there is disorder and making peace between people is part of what God will be wanting us to do. Messy and detail-oriented is what I've written for myself here. I mentioned earlier it's a primary activity of God, peace, and going back right the way back to Genesis, the world was chaotic. Well, it was was it uh, chaos and everything, thing. Or the song that we sang earlier is the Spirit is moving over the waters, um, and He comes on us to bring order in the same way that God is bringing order to the chaos that this world is there. When Jesus calmed the storm, um, his, uh, the people who were there with him would have been well aware that sea and disorder was an illustration or an allegory, metaphor, I don't know the right word, um, of, of the chaos of the universe that actually is the thing that is against God. Um, If you read Revelation, uh, don't worry, sailors, there will be no sea (laughs) in the new (laughs) new heaven and new earth. And that's basically a declaration that all of the disorder and rebellion and chaos will have ended. There will be no more. But Jesus calmed the storm. And in the same way, with the Holy Spirit, the storm in our lives can be calmed. That's fine. So just looking at three distinct areas for peace. One actually doesn't relate to the fruit of the Holy Spirit because it is before, it's the Holy Spirit's work in interacting with people before we have submitted, received forgiveness and made that impossible um, possibility uh, possible. (laughs) <laughs> we go there, that uh, lithium reaction. Um, but peace with God, peace in us, and peace to others. And I make no apologies for bringing the amazing, astounding news that many of us have, uh, have received and accepted, but few seem so, seem willing to do. Um, If you haven't heard and accepted the gospel, then listen carefully because this is transforming and important news. There is no peace with God as the basic position of humanity. We don't naturally... Accept his order to things. We are in rebellion against the one who made everything. And there is no peace with God. That reaction, um, if God come, God's holiness and us would just burn furiously, and we would burn. But the good news is what Jesus did. (laughs) He made it possible. I won't go into all the details of how that is the case, but uh, the communion we took here speaks to his death on the cross, his body and his blood. Um, He makes it possible for us to be close, intimately close to the presence of God through his Holy Spirit without being completely just consumed. (laughs) Bang. Prior to us receiving Jesus' forgiveness, the Holy Spirit's work is as an observer, challenger from afar, and he does convict us of guilt. (laughs) That is the work of the Holy Spirit prior to us coming for forgiveness. And um, if that is the message that we're hearing, um, do be careful that it is that it is true guilt rather than the else. Most of us actually, it won't be the message we need to be hearing. And the crazy thing, um, but when if we haven't had peace with God, hearing about our guilt is the most important thing that we can have to bring us to God for forgiveness. Ultimately, God wants everyone to be at peace but not false peace that covers things up and pretends that everything is okay when it's not. Once we're forgiven, which is, I think, uh, the case for the majority of us, we only know in our hearts, but we can know. There's a crazy flick around of what the Holy Spirit is doing, because he speaks truth. (laughs) And actually, he's not speaking from afar anymore. He's speaking from within us. And what he is shouting loudly is that we are forgiven and that there is peace and that we are adopted and we are, we do belong. So that flick around from conviction of guilt to assurance of no guilt... And it is a lie if if there is any hint of guilt for a Christian. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We are forgiven. The Holy Spirit cries, Abba, Father. That intimate closeness to God that we have as, as believers. Thank you, Jesus. Though peace with God is full and instant <laughs> through Jesus and continuous, peace in us is actually a gradual transformation um, by those steps and the the sort of miraculous mechanics that I talked about before and little events occur that are random because it depends what's going through our life. It Spirit will speak to us at the times that change needs to happen. But it is gradual um, as we recognise and submit different areas of our life to his rule, asking for his power to help us change things. Paul writes to the Philippians, if we're anxious about anything... <laughs> then we should present our requests, thankfully, to God. And Then trust his outcome, whatever that is. And the peace of God will come alongside that. So what we're praying for is for his order. And actually, we're also submitting <laughs> as we're putting are the areas that cause us anxiety before him. We're actually saying, Lord, I trust you that your order, I don't necessarily know what your order will be, but I, I want your order. I want the best order. I feel anxiety, so this is something I want as a flag to bring that to you. And the challenge is for us to do that and then to rest. Our anxiety does not represent guilt. It is simply a flag. It's a helpful flag to indicate prayer targets or areas which we haven't yet brought under his submission. So <laughs> that It's a challenge for us to go, oh yeah, I feel anxious about that. There is an area that actually I do need to keep bringing before you. Sometimes... Our anxiety is false. And actually what we need to do is to listen better to the Holy Spirit saying you are accepted. You are welcome. You are adopted. Um, There is no condemnation. There is change in our lives but there is no condemnation through the whole thing. And when we pray... Sometimes we need to keep praying until we feel, until we know peace about something. There are some amazing testimonies across the history of Christendom of people who have prayed intensely, 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 and at some point in their prayers have just known the peace of God has come. And actually, when you backtrack on uh, 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 stories. That was the moment <laughs> when an answer was effected. Sometimes it's not right. We don't always hear perfectly. But uh, as long, the message for me is: as long as it's not at peace, keep praying, <laughs> keep trusting. <laughs> Just a tiny bit on a few of the anti what I would call the anti-peace. So in that passage on Galatians, <laughs> there's a list of the works of the flesh that are um, far from the fruit of the spirit. They're sort of anti-fruit, so to speak. Um, and it's only worth thinking about those as far as they're flags for us to recognize stuff that God might want us to bring to him and say, Lord, please deal with this. Um So the ones that relate to peace amongst that whistle work the fresh for me are hatred, quarrels, fits of anger, and strife, and they all represent a wanting to manipulate and change and do things in my own strength rather than bringing stuff to God and trusting His order um, to be enacted. For me, I have a tendency to want to be clever and to try and think my way through everything <laughs> and manipulate the outcomes and go yeah i 'm going going to make this all happen and work it through and i 've said that before and and that 's probably a constant prayer uh, that people could put for me that in my my work at work um, but in life and everything else that i I actually trust in God and bring things to him in prayer. <laughs> Uh, so you see the outcome you see the bit of rule that m- might be good <laughs> and you and sometimes you hear that god actually does want to see that happen and then you start trying to try and go and manufacture and do stuff in your own house without actually going lord show me the acts of faith i need to make to bring this into into account so any prayers anyone has for that then uh uh, for me then work that, or you might worry about your reputation. Um, but there are many things that people worry about and, uh, um, need to take through that, uh, that process. Um, he will show us areas he wants us to bring to him to welcome order into the chaos in our lives. Peace with others. So we're nearly, nearly nearing at the end now, but, uh, Um, Paul said, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Jesus advocated being a peacemaker, (laughs) not just that sort of being peaceable in what you're doing, but actually uh, blessed are the peacemakers. And as far as we have the opportunity and the privilege to help others find peace, find peace, ultimately, actually, with God. So bringing the gospel (laughs) is making peace. But there are other things that we might uh, be engaged with as well. Um, We can be a peaceful shelter for those around us and for me that's a really important um it's one of those words that a sort of ambition uh if yeah, spiritual ambition for life is actually to to be a shelter for others around <laughs> um so jesus described the kingdom of god as the smallest of seeds that grew to be the largest of trees that even the birds of the air could find rest in its branches, and uh, um, and that is a challenge to any of us who actually, where we, where, where, as we are finding peace, uh, sharing that wider, so others can recognise the peace that God has brought, and hopefully recognise that it's God and look to look to the source, not to you just so they shelter under the branches. <laughs> and then actually look to you, to where that piece came from making peace is often stroke not always uh, without discomfort When we make a diagnosis in medicine, um, it's important to have the right diagnosis, not to just wash over and whitewash and pretend that something was okay. And actually, in our own lives and in the lives of others, um, making peace, as I said before, is messy. Um, And it's important to have truth. Um, But... When we're helping, particularly if we're helping others find peace in in areas and things like that, we have to be motivated by love and empowered by love and gentle. So the passage just after uh, this little bit in in Galatians, it says, um, it talks about uh, if someone is found in sin, help them to be restored, but do it gently Um, and very much... Um, the plank in our own eyes is more is likely to be larger than the speck we notice in someone else's. Um, so we have to come with gentleness and humility um, as we're helping one another um, identify and, and find areas for for peace. So just to sum on sum up on this one. Um, There's a few areas of particular application that came to mind. Um, Some might want to dwell on that mystery that God indwells us by his Holy Spirit and need to just hear the assurance of acceptance and peace by which the Spirit cries, Abba, Father. Some might actually have a point where they realize they need to let God in with their forgiveness for the first time and uh, um, and be helped in that way. Or there may be specific areas where God, which God has highlighted as we've been talking that um, uh, yeah need God's peace to come in um, and help we work it through. So I'm going gonna, gonna to pray and then hand back to Nigel. Um, Lord God, I just thank you that you are the God of peace and that peace is part of your love. Lord God, I thank you that you want to bring peace with all men. And I pray, Father, help us to keep in step with your spirit as he wants to um, move us increasingly away from chaos and towards peace. And the, or, the rule of your order in our lives. Amen.